Jeffrey Dahmer soaking blood. The Unabomber blowing up. Waco, Texas, and Heaven's Gates. Alien modified men from apes. Hitler faked his death and then escaped. Bigfoot and the Mothman. Son of Sam talking to dogs again. Witches, ghosts, and goblins. Mysterious noise and hot dings. Dark guards and the skull and bones. Most celebrities are probably cloned. So when you're feeling all alone, grab a beer and get stoned. I welcome you to the podcast, Strange Brew. We're here to entertain you. We're here to entertain you. It's about to get strange. I want to wish you a merry, merry Christmas. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, this is the Strange Brew Podcast, the strangest podcast that you'll find anywhere. And um, we are into the holiday season. It's official. We're here. We're inside the holidays, asshole. And we're ready to go. This will be a fun Christmas haunted episode, but I guess we should introduce ourselves. I am 1920s Tom Thompson. I am actually dressed up. We went to a party, went to a Christmas work party for my girlfriend's work last night, and everyone was dressed up like the 1920s. Um, so I decided for this episode, at least for the YouTube, uh, to dress up the same And I, because I didn't get a good picture because I was kind of drunk. Um, so now I'm dressed up for this because we are kind of traveling back in time. So, and who else do I have on this, uh, crazy, kooky, strange podcast? Hi, uh, listen here, Tom Cats. You got Anton, Mr. HP Shovecraft in here on the other side with you. How you doing, Shay? <laughs> Shay? Oh. Yeah, Shay. So this will be an uh, interesting episode. And just remember for everybody, right? We got the Christmas live special coming out at seven o'clock, seven o'clock. Uh, on the 23rd of December, and I'll be live on Twitch, YouTube, and most likely Facebook, as long as I don't get banned in the next 15 days or whatever it is. Oh, God, we're going into the belly of the beast? Yes, I guess it will be a week Fucking after. Fucking Zuck. I know. So um, we'll see how that goes, but uh, we've never streamed to facebook yet but it seems like i'm gonna test out my live and make sure i can actually go live but uh make sure to share like to tune in the more people that tune in the better it'll be be a lot of fun you can talk with us over chat um even on youtube and twitch and you should be able to on facebook and we'll be able to see what you're saying and you can talk to uh us the strange host that you've learned and learned to love over this uh this time period that we've been doing this and uh, and then we got the filmed Christmas special will be out the weekend before we go live. So make sure to tune in and check that out. Remember, if you don't tune in, Santa knows. And you yes. ain't going to get nothing out of a beating, you hear? Yeah, I'm going to fucking smack you with my razor blade in my hat. We send uh, a couple guys around to tune you up real good, you hear me? <laughs> it was pretty fun. We played blackjack, and uh, I realized I really like blackjack. But I, I, uh, I had a shitload of chips. And then uh, we would know we were leaving soon, and I pushed all my chips in. <laughs> I went all in, and then this guy's like, holy fuck, look at this guy. And I was like, it's almost home time, and I lost him in the very first round. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, all my chips were gone. I was like, was it, so was it like for door prizes, or was it for actual cash? Or uh, something? It wasn't for actual cash. They were going to bet later on. I don't think they actually did, but they were going to, and it was going to go to charity. We just, you get 10 free chips and then Chelsea had 10 free chips each for every new, like new person. Right. And then Chelsea okay. gave me her chips and then I just kept winning. And then, uh, I lost all of it. 
I lost it all, man. Now I'm broken. I'm sitting in the gutter. First this, man, I hope your stocks certainly don't go out of business. I hope none of the market crashes. What what year is it? 1920? Uh, no, no, we're good. We're totally good. It's the roaring 20s. Yeah, and then, no, no way there's going to be a war soon. That's not going to happen. We just defeated Germans. We, there's no way. Hey, the war's going to make you your money back. You're going to be welcome in the war once the Depression hits, kid. <laughs> so I have some very strong vodka drink. Mm, um, vodka drink. I want to drink so bad today. But you got to drive, right? Uh, I might just say fuck it and make everybody walk. Like, no, it's, it's electric. We're not that far. We yeah. can walk. Fuck you. There you go. Might as well. Yeah. And I have uh, a new, uh, some new weed. It's called right, Hawaiian Haze. And some uh, sour D. It tastes like coconuts. <sighs> Legitimately <sighs> tastes like a coconut. You got to send me a link to that battery. This one? Yeah, it's great. You just like there got to be in every any. Oh, do you have legal pot shops yet? Yeah, of course. Just look for like anyone like this. That's got a big. <coughs> well, I've had a couple like that. That's the drop in, right? It's got a little magnet. And a... This tastes so good, man. It's called Hawaiian Haze. It literally tastes like like a coconut. It tastes like like inside of a coconut. And I was curious because Wish it's, we could share vapes. Through I the know. Screen. Yeah. Here you go. Here you go. It's the concentrate, but like I'm curious if the strain actually tastes like coconuts, or if they just add that flavor in. I think with most vapes, there's a bit of flavoring yeah. added to them. Um, so, like, that's the deal with this one. This one is one of the shops um, by me. And it, the reason these ones are, like, super cheap, they're only 25 bucks for a cart because there's no flavor. It's just yeah. the bud. So I've it's tried the, Everybody's like, I don't like the taste. It's like, well, I've tried the – I've tried the um, – I've I've tried the one. There was ones that were like called uh, root beer, and it tastes like root beer and like orange, and they just add flavoring. But this is supposed to be the actual like Hawaiian haze, so it's it's kind of cool. It tastes like coconut. I'm gonna try not to smoke too much of it. I'll be high, but it's a good it's a good sativa <laughs> gotcha. in between. Good stuff. Oh, yeah. So let's get into it. When people hear the word ghosts. And Christmas in the same sentence, one is likely to immediately think of those of like the stories of, you know, Charles Dickens, beloved classic story, A Christmas Carol, with Scrooge and its harrowing night being visited by the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future. You got the first, have you seen the original? You seen the original Christmas Carol, the black and white one? Um, I'm sure I've seen the original at some point, but I was also a stagehand for a, a local theater production of A Christmas Carol. So, oh, really? Yeah, I used to have the entire script memorized because I did, you know, fucking 12 shows the give one me, week Give of, me some uh, lines of one of the ghosts. <sighs> Many would rather die than go to the poor house. Better they die and decrease the surplus population. That was a Scrooge line. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah. You don't write any ghost lines? No, but I uh, I definitely had ghosts? some weird ghost encounters when I was working at that theater because it, really? it's called the Ghostlight Theater <laughs> and uh, it's supposedly it haunted. But so like I I got into it because I was a zombie for the stage production of Night of Living Dead, That's which awesome. was fucking awesome. It that was such a good awesome. time. I was the That's bug so eater, awesome. and uh, so for the Christmas Carol one, I was the stage ninja, quote unquote. So I had to basically sneak around behind and trigger all of the miscellaneous special effects <laughs> that we had. And like Cube when the Reaper appears, well, like when the Reaper appears, it's basically a dude standing on like a stage 
and he stands up and he's got a robe. Yeah. And part of the thing is to make him look taller. We draped down this long black piece of fabric that made him appear to be standing. And the other thing that I had to do is, is sneak up behind him. So I had to like army crawl and we had a real farmer scythe. And one of the jobs was to take the scythe and put it in the small of his back. Oh. So he could just reach behind and grab it and be like intimidating and stuff. Yeah. And then, and then immediately after the, doing he that, one the char- he killed one of the actors, right? No, he doesn't kill the actor. He uh, so basically, I'm it's the scene where where Scrooge is uh, is being shown yeah, his, his death. grave and shit. Yeah. yeah. So I have to run back downstairs and go to where we have the tombstone set triggered, and I'm like holding this rope, waiting for the cue. And then as soon as the cue goes, I drop the rope, and the gravestone lands. And he's like, ah! <laughs> and it was it was so much fun. I miss doing that. So in uh, uh, you, have you ever seen the movie? I've seen like the Michael Caine Muppets one. I've seen like the old black and white one. <laughs> the old black and white one's talk good. Shit about the Muppets. I know Chelsea. Uh, another thing <laughs> that um, Chelsea doesn't like that much. I'm always like, "Do you want to watch the Muppet Halloween?" And she's like, "No." And I'm like, "Oh, come on, man." She's like, "It's what? like a little kid stuff." And I was like, "No," but it's the Muppets, man. She's like, "I was there. I never got into them when I was uh, younger." And I was like, "Man, I used to love the Muppets, man." Now that I'm stoned, Same. I'm just thinking about the Muppets. Get stoned and watch Fraggle Rock. Fuck that show. <laughs> um, and I always remember the, the original Christmas carols being like kind of spooky. Um, mm-hmm. It is like the black and white version. And the, when the when uh, Marley oh, and he's like screaming in his With chains, chains and yeah. it's actually and like it's kind of and he like does his high pitch wail and it is creepy as he like throws down the chains and um, you know and he shows them these like the spirits outside that are like poor still working. It looks like they're like digging up trash, picking up trash and shit like that. I don't know why ghosts are doing that, but uh, so. It was like the whole thing of you had to pay for your sins oh, yeah. in the afterlife. That's why Marley had all the chains. He wears the chains. He's forged in life. Oh, like, you know. oh I, got, uh, I got daddy nutcracker um, yeah. hanging out in the background. Um, What's up, daddy? And then, uh, mustache. then I have his, uh, his gay son. Shit. Look at how flamboyant this nutcracker is. Yep, he's almost is. as sparkly as my nails. <laughs> That's hilarious. Look how flamboyant this nutcracker is. He, he, he's all going all in, man. He's even got a big black sword. It looks more like a dildo. <laughs> I hate you, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Other than this, it does not seem that this season of joy and peace should have anything at all to do with ghosts and phantoms. With hauntings, typically the furthest thing from people's mind at this time of the year. Yeah, when I walk around the shopping malls and everybody gets in my way, I'm constantly thinking about, man, what would they look like if they were a ghost? <laughs> Just <laughs> Not walk in my through. fucking way. That's what they <laughs> look like. Which, no, it's weird because that's like kind of a flip. It, it's the inverse of what it used to be because the middle of winter used to be the time of the dead because yeah. everything around you is fucking Dying. dead. Yeah, that's like wait, that Welsh yeah. tradition of the uh, the uh, the deer skull headed being that shows up at your door and you have to rhyme back and forth with it. Oh yeah, and if it Me doesn't, really if you can't that. stop, then yeah. it has to get to come in and drink all your booze. That's that, uh, yeah, if you throw back to the last episode, me and Billy, uh, last Christmas talked about Christmas creatures and monsters, and mm-hmm. we talked about that, and he's like, yo, you gotta battle rap this thing? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you gotta battle rap this weird demon that's gonna show up at your house. And uh, dripping your water all over my floor. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I'm raping your daughter. She's a fucking <laughs> I say you whore. Raise better, but your mother's a whore. <laughs> yeah. um, so you would think that you know, obviously people wouldn't be thinking about ghosts and phantoms. With hauntings, typically, obviously, the farthest thing from people's minds. So at the yet at this time, you know, there's eerie places out there that not only haunted but chose or choose to demonstrate their supernatural mysteries only at Christmas time. Where is that stupid? That's too loud. Too loud. Let's do that again. Too yeah. I was. I've been slow. As soon as I got stoned, I was like, "Oh no, I haven't got stoned yet today." This is a bad time to do this on the podcast. So there's a lot of spooky paranormal occurrences tied to Christmas that seem to revolve around certain places that, for one reason or another, become haunted at Christmas time, and we have. So very long time. I don't know what that is. That's hilarious. I don't know why that's at the end of the and have we and be, it's so weird. Certain places, for one reason or another, become haunted at Christmas time and have so for a very long time. Wouldn't you just be like and been haunted for a while? They've been they've been they've been full of ghosts for you know over a hundred years. Would uh, probably be a better way to phrase it. <laughs> I so why is it always older ghosts shit. too? Why is it never like you never see somebody walking around like oh, yo that ghost has got Jordans on? What the fuck? Yeah, you always see someone like a fucking corset screaming at you for some reason about how her husband murdered her, and it's like bitch, get out of my way, I don't care. <laughs> Put your bonnet back on and get the fuck out of here. I ain't got time for this shit. Um, it, maybe it's because like ghosts have to accumulate their energy over a series of decades or something so they have to do stuff and then like well it's it's almost like bingo it's bullshit the reptilians <laughs> are sucking your soul up and just shooting it back down and you just become you constantly reincarnate so the only ghosts are the ones that they kind of left behind in the 1800s or like you know what them too lazy to suck up their souls and they smell like poo so i don't think i need those souls i'll leave them in the, the limbo well i've always wondered because like <laughs> one of the stereotypes of ghosts is you didn't go into the light you know, you, yeah. you had your calling as you died yeah. and whatever is out there reached out to you and is like, come child, come. And it's like, nah, fuck this. I'm staying here. I, I got shit to do still. Yeah. So you would you think there would around. be more like, modern I got, ghosts. I, my ex-wife was a fucking bitch. You know what? I died first. I need to haunt her for a while. I'm going to go ruin the rest of her fucking existence. <laughs> yeah. And then empirically, uh, so often all her new boyfriends just get mysteriously, uh, Raped by a ghost and they run away. I don't know what my obsession with ghost raping people is, but reminds me of that scene in Scary Movie too. Give it to me, and he's like uh, Daddy Kane or whatever the fuck his name is. Uh, you gave me crabs, <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "Why are you ignoring me?" I know that's funny. She's like looking oh, for him. Lord. He's a ghost. You're not going to find him. <laughs> she's wearing Wednesday underwear. Oh, yeah, and it's, it's fucking like, Saturday. He's like, oh. <laughs> that's funny. England has several of these and, and of these ghost stories, and one of them is called Hawkehurst Road in Martin, Kent. Uh, it is almost um, unassuming road like any other, but it was here that one dark Christmas Eve in a- the 18th century, a notorious highwayman by the name of Gilbert, Gilbert stopped a horse-drawn carriage carrying a man and his daughter. 
According to this tale... Gilbert Godfrey popping out of the bushes. <laughs> hey, guys! It's me! But I need you to empty your pockets! <laughs> Man, he's annoying as fuck, not gonna lie. You know, that's not even his real voice, right? Uh, that's a bit that he does? I know, but he still talks like that in real life. Have you heard him talk... It's, it- uh, yeah, it is. It is quite entertaining. Somebody, somebody made him. Uh, you know how they have like cameo and shit. Yeah. Somebody had him do the uh, the litany against fear from Dune. The I must not fear. <laughs> fear is the mind killer, and it goes immediately into an aristocrat's joke, <laughs> which is hilarious. hilarious. I'll have to send you like it was. I was fucking dying. That's actually pretty fucking funny. <laughs> So according to this tale, the bandit had the daughter step out of the carriage, and before he could get to the father, the horse spooked and bolted away into the night along with the man. So the the you know something happens, and he takes the daughter off of the carriage, and then the horses get freaked out. The dad's like, "Fuck! I don't know how to jump off this thing. I, my daughter!" And it's just like the it's just how just jump off, dude. What are you, you're not yeah. on a, you're not in a car going 100 miles an hour. You're going like two kilometers. Like, dude, even if you're doing 30 miles an hour though, and you jump wrong, I mean, you could break your neck falling down the fucking stairs. He doesn't so. really care about his daughter. That's he's like, oh man, I've been waiting for this moment for like 16 years. Oh no, years. I gotta, I gotta <laughs> save you. Oh no, just keep going, keep going. <laughs> so and like so, and then kind of leaving the daughter there alone with this murderous madman. Of a, a thief looming over her made it all worse as she was hit by the horrifying realization that this was the very same highway man who had killed her brother along that same very stretch of lonely road the year before. So he's like, you know, you know what? I saw her before and now it's time to take real action. And which is strange in that she realizes that, oh, no, this guy also, this guy also, uh, yeah, he murdered, he murdered my brother. She's all freaked out. Now he's back to finish me off. Oh, boy, I hope he finishes me off. (laughs) (laughs) The leering pale face of the bandit came through the moonlight at her, and this young woman was no victim. She pulled a knife she carried within her bag, and in a desperate panic, lashed out and plunged the weapon deep inside an undoubtedly very surprised Gilbert Godfrey. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, it's in so deep. (laughs) Should I pull it out or leave it in? <laughs> I can never remember. <laughs> as the as a nefarious criminal uh, clutched uh, at his bleeding wound, the daughter ran as fast as she could into the surrounding wilderness with no look back. So she's running. She's like, why my dad just leave me? That's pretty. <laughs> I was only trying to ask directions to Liverpool. This is unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. He's literally staring there and he's like, uh, 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 and then he's like, I have a st- d- 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 daughter. <laughs> he's possessed. Kill him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So some amount of time later, the coach returned to find the highwayman sprawled out along the side of the road in bloody mud, having finally succumbed to his wounds. And he was unceremoniously buried right there in a shallow unmarked graves. Like, all right. You know what? This guy's a piece of shit. Um, I'm not taking him anywhere. Here's good. You got a shovel? Yeah, I got a shovel. I must have a shovel. Why would you even bury him? You're in the middle of the woods in England in the winter. Theoretically, some yeah, scavenger animal is going to come along and carry that corpse off. And problem solved. I agree. Why would you bury him? That's very strange. The lore says that they also found the daughter cowering amongst the moon 
frosted trees and supposedly kept uh, completely stark raving insane. She was in the forest going fucking mad. She's like, Gilbert Godfrey tried to rape me. (laughs) Uh, Locals say that not only does the tall, shadowy form of the highwayman Gilbert stalk the road to this day, terrifying motorist, but also that on the very night of Christmas Eve, every Christmas Eve, that faithful night plays out again and again as an eternal loop. Perhaps it's kind of... It possesses the place at this time in this very location and is only visible on Christmas night, you know? So the ghost just shows up and reenacts like it's, it's as ghost hunters would say, it's a residual haunting because That's what it's I was playing say. out what it is. But imagine you're just some person and you see this thing and it shows up and it's like an old timey highwayman who's dressed and for some reason screaming in Gilbert Godfrey's voice, give me all your shit. <laughs> and then it just somehow like a, a ghost knife appears oh, in yeah. it and it's just like, oh, oh God, not again. <laughs> every fucking year. He's got to repeat. It's like Groundhog Day, but every year he's got to wait uh, but it's like that's what the residual haunting is about that these spirits have supposedly maybe already left and then this is just an imprint on our reality of something horrifying that happened that caused essentially a vibration that went to other levels of other dimensions and this kind of sits in that time frame which yeah. it, it, I think it would be funnier if he's like gotta reenact this moment every fucking just like okay just chilling in hell with fucking Hitler and shit and he's like alright this is my time I gotta go back up it's Christmas yeah, and Hitler is uh, reenacting the last moment of his life. That's his punishment, which sitting is, of on course, an sitting on a beach in Argentina, <laughs> yeah. drinking pina coladas. Or with, uh, hanging out with the reptilians in Hollow Earth. In the, yeah, in the middle of the Hollow Earth. That's true. Right, or, not uh, dinosaur. Antarctica. I, you yeah. know, I don't think Hitler stayed in Antarctica. I think he probably just What was with the boring machines there. then? What was with that? And why did, well, I think it always with about that, this whole, the whole World War II shit. And we talked about literally like our second episode ever was um, did Hitler fake his death? And we I did dived into this deep, and it's just like why were they digging in um, Antarctica, and why did two million Germans and scientists go missing? They weren't accounted for. Two million. Yeah, that's what I, I've read this so many times, and so many different things, and heard researchers talk about this: how two million scientists and just people like Germans disappeared. And um, there's this theory that obviously they went to Hollow Earth, but mm-hmm. um, or or uh, maybe it was two million a lot, but I thought it was a ridiculous number. It might be two thousand scientists. That sounds a little more viable than two uh, million. Maybe, yeah. I, I remember two million. I'm like, maybe that's far fetched, but maybe I, maybe it's <laughs> just I'm a little stoned and I don't remember. Are you are you attaching the other number of the Holocaust to what, the, the six, scientists six, escaped to six million? It's six million, but your yeah, your math is off or something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That was uh, strange, but uh, that's my whole thing. Is the people there is they cannot account for a certain amount of people um, mm-hmm. that cool. just bodies were found and scientists too, people that were working for the SS and Hitler and strange. Well, we have a bunch of the scientists that came over in Operation Paperclip, Paperclip and then yeah. Russia got a fair chunk of the scientists as well because we basically split did. them with Russia. So stupid. whatever ones you that were valuable one. enough to us. <laughs> yeah. Again, let's go back to the whole Eugenics. most of the world wasn't really that mad about the Holocaust at the time. It was something that came after that. They were like, because oh, most weird. of the world was ragingly anti-Semitic at that yeah. point in time. 
Like, wow, we, we, uh, we first blamed the typhus epidemic on them and made everyone fear them because, oh, no, they were sick and they were a disease, a plague rat. Oh, and then what happened after that? Oh, oh they put them in camps and everyone was okay with it. They literally brainwashed the people to be okay with putting them inside camps because they were scared that they had an illness and that they were essentially plague vermin and they called them vermin. And then, oh, they went into a camp and then nobody heard from them again. And everyone's like, whatever, I got to get rid of these pesky people. And uh, you know what? And then years later, everyone's like, wow, man, we did some horrible shit. And uh, you know what? History repeats itself. <laughs> but that's none of my business. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That frog. frog uh, I'm like Kermit. Kermit. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's bring up the Muppets business. again. <laughs> Uh, so it's in this whole haunting is like, man, um, actually I love hauntings. We haven't talked about any hauntings or anything yet. Really do- yeah, we do- dived into what did we, what did haunt? The highwaymen. No, it's a haunting. I'm saying on the podcast. Oh, uh, not paranormal stuff, but not like really like hauntings yet. So Monroe I was Demon excited. House. Yes, I guess. Yeah, that was pretty, uh, but that's Zach Baggins, man. We can't trust a shit that comes out of his documentary. Dildo Saggins. Uh, <laughs> what I call them? I call them Dildo Faggins or something like that. <laughs> something like that, you asshole. <laughs> uh, and um, oh, that's why I, that's why I used to call Billy. It's a Bilbo. Fa- uh, uh, we call him. <laughs> I think it was Justin that first called Billy that, and he was like Dildo Faggins, and I was like, oh my god, that's hilarious. Because we, we go through this every time, Tom. That is our word. God I damn know. it! <laughs> I know. No, it's also a cigarette because I am from uh, Britain. Uh, I gotta get like British. I'm from Britain, bro. I can't do fuck. I gotta get better accents. I feel oh, like I fuck used to- off, would you? Yeah, fuck <laughs> off. Fuck off. Cut now, so fun, fun fact: when I uh, when my grandparents found out that I was smoking cigarettes when I was but a lad, when I was but a wee lad, they uh, my grandmother, it being the, the the sweet angel that she is, would ask me. Do, do you need any fags today? Is that was the That's thing hilarious. she refused to call them cigarettes, and she'd be like, "I will go. Here's here's some money, or, or go. I'll go get them for you." It was like, okay, but <coughs> my buddy's grandma else? used that to would be awesome. She she wasn't she wasn't racist, but uh, I just everyone's grandma's racist. She thinks she was in a different time, and she was old, and she used to be like, ah, you know, I was like, she said something about like, uh, there's like a there's like a mailman, and. um and she's like, he was a very nice Negro mailman. And I was like, did you just say that, man? We're like eight. <laughs> like, what the fuck? And I was like, all right. Yep. <laughs> there is no other. I was like, what the fuck? There is another place in Kent that has its own Christmas haunting. And it's around the same uh, location, which is strange. And this historical Haven Castle is located in Rolling, uh, idyllic countryside of the village of Haver, or Heaver, uh, Kent, originally Heaver, uh, built around um, 1270 as a walled-in country house mounted by a moat from between the years 1462 and 1539. It was a seat of rich, powerful, uh, this Baluin family, Bullen family. Um, originally, this so this in this. I don't know. I I, I dressed for. I would say the late eighteen or eighteenth century into the nineteenth century. You mm-hmm. uh, dressed for Peaky Blinders. Yeah, for sure. exactly. <laughs> and then um, I, I joked about putting a razor blade in my cap, and I told some uh, Ch- people at Chelsea work with about it, and. Um, and they're like, we're like, yeah, that actually is funny. That would be a good idea. And I was like, yeah, until I'm taking it off and I cut my fucking finger off. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. Until you forget drunk. that it's there, and yeah. you're like, "Oh, the night's going to end with me getting forty stitches in my yeah, hand now." Exactly. So, and it's this was a powerful family, the Bullen family, who later became the Borlins. You know that famous family? They have a show on it. The Borlins, like yeah. West Borlins, the guitarist for Limp, no. Limp Biscuit. No, I think I'm pretty sure there's a show called The Borlins. It's based on this, obviously medieval rich family um and a lot of fuck bolin yeah the bolin. the other bolin sister the henry the yeah Eighth. yes yeah yeah oh yeah so i was like this is a tv show i know it is um yeah, and bolin yeah. uh the ones that got their yeah henry the eighth yes and we're gonna talk about that the original owner of the house was henry bolin and it's funny how they changed their name like we gotta sound more mm-hmm. fancy and had a son named thomas who changed his name to thomas bolin and uh, so he married Elizabeth Howard, the the daughter of the Duke of Norfolk, and the two had a daughter named Anne Borlin, who would go on to create a major scandal at the time, and whose lies are at the root of the castle's paranormal shadowing. And uh, it was funny because I had um, I have an episode written now for like the hauntings at the London Tower. And mm. this is kind of one of them. So I was doing this. I was like, this is appropriate for the Christmas episode. Maybe I'll cut it out of that because the, the London Tower is pretty interesting and the creepy. That's for sure. Yeah, Tower of London is fucking brutal. Yeah, it's there's a lot of like the head. There's a headless ghost. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's some other strange things happening, happening at that uh, that strange castle. Uh, <clears throat> and Sister Mary infamously began an affair. Infamously. Began an affair with King Henry VIII, who was married to Catherine of Oregon or Aragon. It sounds uh, like um, the guy from Lord of the Rings. Aragorn. Yeah, it's Aragon though. By all accounts, yeah, isn't Aragorn the spider from Harry Potter or some shit? Oh yeah, man, that guy. He was nice though. He helped him one time. Are yeah, we gonna one do one time when he tried to eat Harry and Ron? Sure. Yeah. Are we gonna do uh, a whole? Um, aren't we gonna do? Uh, yeah, I guess. But it sounds like a man. When are we, are we going to do, um, you know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about. Harry uh, Potter. Are we going to do a Harry Potter review? Oh, my God. <laughs> I love, I don't give a fuck what you say. I love every single Harry Potter movie, man. I used to love every single Harry Potter book, and then I stopped. Daniel Radcliffe I discovered is other shit. books. Daniel Radcliffe is Daniel Radcliffe shit. is great in such classic films as Kill Your Darlings. And Guns Akimbo. Guns Akimbo. It's great. Which I haven't seen yet. It looks good. You haven't but... seen it yet? What no. the fuck, man? You haven't seen Kill Your Darlings? You haven't seen an obscure movie based on the Beatniks, Tom? No. That sounds exactly. stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I watch stupid shit. By all accounts, the king was truly unhappy with his marriage to Catherine and was also a real scoundrel with the women, an incorrigible leech. And uh, we'll eventually get into King Henry VIII. Uh, it might be on Strange Wands because me and Wands just get into history, right? Uh, but eventually, or me and you, will might, it just depends on the time, the era, what's going to happen. But who knows? I mean, you know me. We can start doing history whenever. That's oh, yeah, I guess. That's one of my subjects. Oh, yeah, fuck yeah. I got, we got history like. Things are in the in, in the works. I have a uh, weird, strange OCD when it comes to recording episodes and how we do it. And uh, that's just uh, hopefully what makes us a lot of money one day because we're the best in the game. We're still young. Everyone's going to be too old to be doing podcasting. And we'll be 40 and just getting fucking going, man. Get, getting it up, man. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Getting it up at 40. 
<laughs> uh, so, like, I eventually want to talk about King Henry VIII because I think it is uh, it is interesting. And there's he's a uh, very so he would uh, he, you know if you don't know he'd cut off the heads of his wives and if they didn't bore him a son and it got really they usually uh, heated. didn't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it, they found Long out it was him. Short, they were bad at it. Yeah, no, and it was him that uh, was the reason. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's the it's the sperm that decides the sex of the child. So, yeah, it is his fault. So becoming bored with Mary and choosing to pursue Anne, who proved to be rather hard to get, he kind of tried to use certain advantages to, you know, catch her attention. And, uh, you know, she was kind of showing away his advancements, telling him that if he really wanted to be with her, he would have had a divorce with Catherine and marry her first. Um, good for her for uh, staying up for uh, you know what she believes in, which is crazy because divorce was not a thing back then, and you wouldn't want to get divorced. But it's also uh, it, it's also medieval times, right? Can you not get divorced or that you get your head cut so off? So this is the Henry the Eighth story is where the Church of England comes from. Henry the Eighth basically wants to get a divorce, but because of the super heavy ties to Rome, and the Pope is like, you can't get a divorce. Uh, no, it's not a good, it's not for God. <laughs> and, uh, for God. you know, Henry VIII is basically like, yeah, well, you know what? Fuck you. I want to get fucking remarried, and I don't want this bird on me fucking cock no more. So fuck off. I'm starting <laughs> my own religion. And he did. Church did, of England. Yeah, uh, did, um, Church of England technically still owns Canada, which is fucked up. Yep, that's why it's under the crown. Motherfuckers, and do your research. Uh, but what's that thing he wore that Gene Simmons also wore? Fucking how long later? Five hundred years later? The cock piece, cog or something? cod piece, cod piece, cock piece, cod piece, <laughs> cock piece. And it was essentially to be like, look, at I have a big dick when you really didn't. It's like the equivalent of stuffing your pants with a sock. If everyone is walking around wearing Renaissance garb, which is really tight fitting pants, and you got a little peen. All you're doing is walking around with frog's eye all day, <laughs> and you know what? That cod piece covers that shit up. Plus, it was Victor- not Victorian; it was pre-Victorian. It was like polite society, medieval times. We've so talked you didn't about this too in history. How hanging out the whole it's, time. It's funny how um, society where it's just like, okay, don't show your small penis. But then if you go to like ancient Greece society, they, all their statues had tiny little wieners because <laughs> they they thought if you had a big old schlong. That uh, you were a Neanderthal, and that the essentially smaller penis meant higher intellect. <laughs> I know that's what they say, but I stand by the opinion that I let fly in. Uh, which episode was that that we talked about? Or was like the whole reason they didn't let you have fully erect big cocks on statues is because they didn't want people taking them home, breaking them off, and taking them home. Yeah, I don't that's, think that's. Uh, Someone's just sitting on the statue. Then they'll just they'll just ride it. But like, man, statue. It's, imagine a, <laughs> I was going to say, imagine a statue of Abraham Lincoln. It's got this huge dong just hanging out, and everyone's like, "All right, man, found drunk inside of park, ramming <laughs> Lincoln's cock in his ass." Oh my god! He got it stuck, and he's like hanging by his ass, like because it's a stand-up statue or something. And he climbed up, inserted his butthole on it, and then he's kind of just like, "Oh fuck, I'm stuck here now." <laughs> oh, I, I don't know what happens when I smoke weed, but my, my 
Could you see it? He's like kind of hanging like this. Yeah. No, you've you've painted a picture. You've definitely painted a picture. Uh, But yeah, I always thought that was funny. According to history and historians, that's why they have little ding-dongs. Because they thought that if you had a big one, you were a Neanderthal and an inbred moron, essentially. But all of Greece was like that, so... Weren't they all inbred? I'm pretty sure a lot of them were. Um, no, Egypt had a really bad problem with inbreeding, and I think it was more or less limited to uh, the royal family that was inbreeding because uh, they believed that that's how you kept your power. Yes, I always say that you fuck with inside the family mm-hmm. to keep the wealth <clears throat> inside the family, and that's what it does come from Egypt. Yeah, so, European royalty was notorious about that, too, for a very long time until they eventually realized, oh, shit, this is making a whole bunch of fucking idiots. We should probably do something But else. also feeds into the reptilian link because supposedly they have sex within the family to keep that, that bond of those um, mm-hmm. type of puppet puppeteering uh, people. That's what I call them from now on. They're puppeteered people. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting prepared, Tom. I listened to like six hours of random David Icke shit the other day and was oh, just like – I love David Icke. I I don't own a David Icke book, and guess what? I have three on my list on Amazon. So good. Well, what's the one? Everything the one you need to, to know that is, you were, uh, one was one new one because I obviously I want Phantom Self. Uh, I want the Lion Sleeps No More. Human Race Get Off Your Knees. That would be awesome because I love his lecture uh, specifically for the Lion Sleeps No More. So good, and I watched it fucking. I watched it twice since I was seventeen. Uh, that's why I first watched it. But it's seven hours for everybody. It's a long fucking thing. And uh, but there's a new one called Everything You Need to Know You've Never Been Told. And I was like, that sounds good. Oh my god. <laughs> so the king allegedly became absolutely obsessed with Anne, writing her dozens of letters, professing his undying love for her like a love sick schoolboy, and generally began um generally begin uh what we would call uh, today he would be he would be labeled in quotations a creepy old man, all while working on his divorce from his wife. In the meantime, Anne was given the title of Anne of Marchionis of Pembroke, and was given money, royal lodgings, and the works, everything. And um, it's just funny that he is this creepy old man because. I don't know if they state her age, and I didn't look into it, but she could, for all we know, she could be like fucking 16. Because the time error, um, a lot of old men were going after young women. That was the yeah. thing. Pedophilia wasn't a thing back then. They were going for the ripest uh, woman, essentially, is a weird way to phrase it. But that's what they were looking for. They were looking for someone who was about 15, 16, that just had their period um, within a year or two. And as weird as that is, but then they wanted someone who could have the ability to have kids, right? And they're, mm-hmm. oh, it sounds terrible, but they're ripe at this time. And that's what happened. And so kings end up, you know what I mean? So they would go after young women. Well, and that's not without merit to it at that point in time. And this is obviously coming from our layperson standpoint, but not having any medical knowledge besides yeah, true. you got ghosts in your blood and we got to cut some of the bad <laughs> blood out and we'll get the leeches and then maybe we'll put some mold or some dirt on it or uh, we're going to have a yeah, wizard put mercury into your fucking wound yeah um, there's no constant and also that's a good point that's the mortality of you could die at, at by the time you're 30 or 40 so not even just have kids very young with you know what i mean well, I mean, not even just the whole, like, you could die by the time you're 30 or 40. Another part is is that as 
you know, women advance in age, it becomes more difficult and more dangerous for them to have kids. That's right. And if you're in medieval times where you're pretty, especially if you're a peasant and you're just pushing them out left and right yeah. because, you know, eight out of 12 are going to die before they're three. That's actually, yeah, true too, because then they want someone who's ripe, as I said. But, uh, reminds me of what Mitch says, you know, like you, you can't wait too long or, uh, you know, if, if you wait too long and a woman gets too old, your kid might come out. Which Mitch? Mitch from the strange Japanese level. Oh, episode. that Mitch. Yes. I'm always going to show. And the Christmas episode that like nobody downloaded. I don't know why. Uh, that was a, that's a, it was a strange Christmas. And even Mitch halfway through, it was like, I mean, Billy were joking about shit. And like, this is like, so essentially two Christmases ago, um, in mm-hmm. one of the Christmas specials and Mitch was like, I lost, I'm lost. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Cause me and Billy were going off about like Germans and way back in the day and Christmas. And it was just like, and he's like, I'm, I'm lost. And I'm like, we're just making jokes about Krampus. He's going to, he's going to get a handful of reeds and beach ass. Yeah. So weird. And drag a bathtub around with me. That's fucking convenient. And eventually gave into the relentless advances and actually got pregnant with King Henry's child. And after they got secretly married in 1533, she became queen. And at the time, she did not like, was not liked by the populace at all. Nobody liked this bitch. She must have been, she must have been a CNX Tuesday, as we like to say. Either that or the population was probably going through some sort of food shortage or something. They're like, we don't fucking care. We are starving. She's like, we don't give a shit about your story. Like gossip. hundreds of people outside the, the castle. And she's like slowly eating grapes, just throwing the vine out the window right in front of them. Almost like a wife stripping in front of the next door neighbor to get his attention because she's bored in her marriage. And she's just like eating her grapes, just being like making all those poor people jealous. And people would get off. And then she's like fingering yourself thinking about like wow man i'm rich you're poor it's taking a weird turn but that's what happens people are (laughs) sick man so it's uh the whole thing was fairly um a major scandal in in like you know the the era and um with all what was going on she was like uh she thought she was a seducer like the the more popular, like everyone liked Catherine more. So essentially mm-hmm. why people didn't like her is because they liked Catherine, this wholesome marriage. And then when Anne came along, like this bitch seduced the qu- the king and now she's queen, even though he was the one like showing her dick pics that uh, this guy made out of Braille. He's like just cutting it out of stone and then he's they she he slips it under the, her door, tries to fucking shove it underneath the door seam uh, in her room. And then it's just like, this cutout picture of a dick in stone takes her to the uh <clears throat> it was like the king's rod chambers or something <laughs> where it's like every king had a plaster cast of their dick made and he's like <laughs> you like that one that one's me <laughs> it's like what that's actually funny instead of the paintings on the walls it's like all the different kings oh my god or it's just the, all of the paintings and each oh, one has a little yeah. box that you open and it's just like a pop-out cock <laughs> Everyone always adds two inches. Yeah, of course. Of course they do. (laughs) The whole thing was fairly, obviously, a major, like, scandal uh, in the air, especially. And it ended up leading to the king um, severing, like, the relationships between England and the Catholic Church in Rome, as kind of you mentioned. Nevertheless, the two of the, uh, they had, the two had a child. 
and Elizabeth and they continued to defy all those who want to see them separated and who called their relationship and what they were doing an abomination. And because they had a child, it wasn't a fair as the people saw it. And because they obviously they also didn't want people to lose favor with the king. They want to believe that the woman's always the bad guy back then. Well, the king had a really good PR person. Let's just leave yeah, it at that. Yeah, that's true. Unfortunately, he was the fucking king. king. Yeah. Unfortunately for Anne, players will play. <laughs> and King Henry VIII soon um, was soon chasing skirts again. This time, a bridesmaid at their own fucking wedding. What is he doing, man? What, why is he doing that? That's not cool. He's being a fucking hound. Yeah, he is. Ha, 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 ha. Um, a doggy. So it's uh, and obviously at their own wedding, she was uh, a young, comely woman. I don't know what that comely. Mean. Comely. What does that mean? Comely, like a come hither. Oh, fucking weird. Sultry. Yeah, uh, she's like, oh, all right, I'll do it. Whatever. He's the, he's king. I can stop being poor. Um, a comely woman named Jane Seymour. To make matters worse, there was numerous rumors being tossed around that Anne was sleeping around with everything that moved. Of course, they would say that. She slept with a guard. She slept with the fucking water boy. She slept, slept with the with guy. The cat. Yeah. Just rubbed it on myself for a bit. <laughs> Why not? Uh, including, supposedly, incestual relationships with her own brother, and the king began to believe it. She stooped her own brother, bro. Mm, I don't know. Maybe. That, that, it seems to be more propaganda after the fact when the king inevitably has her murdered. He's like, I need a good reason. Yeah, she, uh, incest. Uh, she said Jesus sucks and she was banging her brother. Done. Chelsea, can you bring me more vodka? Ma, meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> To say he did not take it well was a, a, an understatement. And the king, the King Henry, king, the king, King Henry, had Anne arrested and charged with treason, adultery, and beheaded her in 1536 at the Tower of London. That's why it's kind of where I was going to have it maybe in the haunting Tower of London because it is strange and supposedly sees her ghost. So... The Haven Castle itself would go on to, uh, you know, pass around different owners, including uh, a famous American millionaire, Wildorf, uh, William Waldorf Astor. Sounds familiar. So William you've heard Waldorf. of the hotel, the Waldorf Historia? Yeah. That's that guy. Huh. So he owned it in 1903 before finally coming to Boardland Properties Limited who obviously put it on public display like they do because they try mm -hmm. to make money off of uh, history, which it's not a bad idea. Uh, throughout it all, one resident had remained the same through the centuries, and that is Anne Borland, her goddamn self. That was a really bad uh, sound effect for that, but that was the wrong I'm, go one. I'm going with it. According to the book, I gotta fucking like, beep, 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 beep. I gotta have like Braille on these on these buttons so I can like okay, this one means this. I'll just like teach myself. 
Tom just sets up pictures. The cow goes moo. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> According to the book Haunted Castles of Britain and Ireland by Richard Jones, for reasons not entirely clear, her specter forms reportedly appears every Christmas. You see her spectral form in true ghostly appearance upon the bridge, the property that spans over the River of Eden, slowly floating towards the castle, perhaps trying to come home from another place, but inevitably fading and vanishing before she reaches the castle doors, doomed to repeat this following year, every year after that, perhaps until the end of time. I'm scared, Tom. (laughs) I see ghost ladies. I see ghost ladies, and their outfits are terrible. (laughs) Yeah, so and uh, there people see her supposedly. Um, there's also s- stories that people see her like headless. Um, Chelsea, Chelsea, can you give me more vodka? I'm just waiting for the one day where I see something just come flying at you from off screen. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna talk another story about in, in England, but let's get into uh, what you got. Because you got right. a couple of ghost stories too, right? I do. That's how more right. sexual and scary. So we got... Uh, <laughs> I do. It's, it's scary sexual, Tom. <laughs> so I got one from your neck of the woods, Derry. Really? Yeah. That's this hilarious. Is, uh, <laughs> this is from the Northwest Territories Ghost Story by the Ojibwa First Nation. <laughs> What's his name? Ojibwa. For all the people that, uh, that how do you pronounce that? For the uh, Jibwa, Jibwa, yeah, Jibwa, and um, for all the people that uh, they, there was one person that decided to go other way to leave a review. Uh, and they're like, I was really excited to listen to the Shadow People episode, and then I didn't like how you guys were making fun of native names at the beginning of it, and we were joking about their names being like Barefoot and like Wolf Wolfbane or whatever, right? And um, it's just funny because I grew up having a, a lot of native friends and shit like that. And I just think it's funny that people, and, and then you're fucking native too. So it's just like, I've never see that, ha- see that picture right above the house. Yeah. Yep. 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 That's your grandfather, right? It's my great uncle. That, that's uncle. my great, great grandfather. Yeah. yeah. My great, great uncle is the one that there's a statue of him. So get fucked people. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I've had majority, like a, a, Branford has a huge, uh, reserve close to it. And I had a lot of people, friends, acquaintances. I knew that were native. No problems with them. At Look, all. I'm a Tusky and I'll say Indian all I want. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Native. Indigenous. Fuck you, Whitey. <laughs> um, let's get into, uh, so the Ojibwe tribe, something up uh, with that, right? Yes, it's from the Ojibwa First Nation. The storm lasted so long that they thought they would starve. Finally, when the wind and swirling snow had died away to just a memory, the father, who was a brave warrior, ventured outside. The next storm was already on the horizon, but if food was not found soon, the family would starve. Keeping his knife and spear close, he ventured out upon the most frequently used game trail, watching intently for some sign in the newly fallen snow of animal footprints or movement of any kind. The forest lay deep and oddly silent under its gleaming coating of ice and snow. Every creature of sense lay deep within its burrow and slept. Still, the warrior hunted, knowing how desperate his family had become. As he moved through the eerie stillness, broken only by the soft caress of the wind, he heard a strange hissing noise. It came from everywhere and nowhere at once. 
the warrior stopped, his heart pounding. That was when he saw the blood-soaked footprints appearing on the path in front of him. He gripped his knife tightly, knowing that somewhere, watching him, was a Wendigo. He had learned about the Wendigo at his father's knee. It was a large creature, as tall as a tree, with a lipless mouth and jagged teeth. Its breath was a strange hiss, its footprints full of blood, and it ate any man, woman, or child who ventured into its territory. And those were the lucky ones. Sometimes the Wendigo chose... Sometimes the Wendigo chose to possess a person instead, and then the luckless individual became a Wendigo himself, hunting down those who he had once loved and feasting upon their flesh. The warrior knew he would have just one chance to prevail over the Wendigo. After that, he would die. Oh, or the thought was too terrible to complete. Slowly, he backed away from the bloody footprints, listening to the hissing sound. Was it stronger in one direction? He gripped the spear in one hand, knife in the other. Then the snowbank to his left erupted as a creature as tall as a tree leapt out at him. He dove to one side, rolling into the snow so that his clothing was covered, and he became hard to see in the gray twilight of the approaching storm. The Wendigo whirled its massive frame, and the warrior threw the spear. It struck the creature's chest, but the Wendigo shook it off as though the weapon were a toy. The warrior crouched behind a small tree as the creature searched the torn-up snow for a trace of him. Perhaps one more chance. The Wendigo loomed over his hiding place, its sharp eyes seeing the outline of him against the tree. It bent down, long arms reaching. The warrior leapt forward as if to embrace the creature and thrust its knife into his fathomless black eye. The Wendigo howled in pain as the blade of the knife sliced into its brain cavity. It tried to pull him off its chest, but the warrior clung to the creature, stabbing it again and again and again in the eyes and the head. The Wendigo collapsed to the ground, bleeding, bleeding profusely, almost crushing the warrior beneath its bulk. I mean, the thing's the size of a tree, so yeah. He pulled himself loose and stared at the creature, which blended in with its white surroundings so well that he would not have seen it, save for the blood pouring from its eyes and ears and scalp. Then the outline of the creature grew misty, and it vanished, leaving only a pool of blood to indicate where it had fallen. Shaken, the warrior, heart-pounding with fear and fatigue, turned for home. He was weakened by lack of food, but knew that the storm would break soon, and he would die if he did not seek shelter. At the edge of the wood, he found himself face to face with a red fox. It was a fat old creature, its muzzle lined with gray. The creature stood still, as if it had been brought to him as a reward for killing the Wendigo. With a prayer of thanksgiving, the warrior killed the fox and took it home to his starving family. The meat lasted for many days until the final storm had blown itself out and the warrior could safely hunt once more. How fat is this fucking fox that it can feed a full family? Pretty fat. That's the most unbelievable aspect of the story, Tom. The it's rest the of it's 100% fox. true. Is the fat fox. I like uh, it. But uh, I will forever pronounce it Wendigo. I don't give a fuck what Juan says or you say Wendigo. Wendigo. It sounds like it's Spanish, not Native American. Uh, but uh, I say Wendigo because I'm a white man. Wendigo. That just sounds African, though. I wish I could do a 
Um, I wish I could do a good Native American accent. I got to play it's so hard to do any sort of, kind of like Native accent school. without just coming across sounding super stereotypical and racist white men. <laughs> I know <laughs> how Jim Carrey used to do it. Like he's like. Me and Nantucket went up to the old white north. And, like, have you seen that? Oh, his Inuit jokes? Nanook and I went off (laughs) to the great white north. Yeah. (laughs) It's uh, very stereotypical. So, obviously, also in England, uh, there is the stately Ruse Hall in Suffolk. Built in 16th century, it is is an imposing building. And uh, with an idea. Undeniable, it was undeniable, spooky ambience and a twist and a gnarled, monstrous looking old oak tree. That's a weird twisted and gnarled. Oh, twisted gnarled. Mm-hmm. gnarled. It's a twisted and gnarled. Monstru- Gnarly, brah. Gnarly, monstrous looking old oak tree. Once used as the gallows in times past sitting right out front, which have perhaps contributed to many ghost stories that originate from, originate, originate, that originate, originate. From, <laughs> from the hall to the point that is frequently referenced as one of the most haunted places in England. And this is why I try not to smoke weed on the podcast because it's extremely Easy to mispronounce words. And then when you start getting drunk, it's even worse. That's what happens to me and Billy arguing about... Uh, Strange brew, bitch! Co- coming in the new year, arguing about uh, My- Michael Jordan for fucking 15 minutes. We'll see if I keep that in, but that was fucking Fuck ridiculous. Michael Jordan. He's an asshole. Exactly. And he did not... Billy did not believe me because he watched Space Jam one too many times. Fuck Space Jam. He's terrible. <laughs> Some of these entities include the apparition of a little girl who creepily appears in one of the upstairs windows, a phantom hound that prowls the grounds. Ooh, I like to rhymed. And there is even supposedly footprints from the devil himself imprinted into one of the building's cupboards. God, why do I keep pressing that wrong one? Oh no, he's got footprints on the cupboards. He wants a cookie. But perhaps the most interesting and most frightening is the haunting that occurs at Christmas time. It is said that every Christmas Eve, the in, the uh, intimidating presence of a ghostly phantom coach pulled up with Four snorting jet black horses uh, will bloom from the night to come speedingly down the road. And the driveway of the estate, you see a coast and ghostly ghosts, ghostly horses of ghostly ghosts sitting at the, in the driver's seat is a, is a phantom man who is rather frighteningly missing his head. Am I still there? He didn't want to hit the beer, 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 beer again. <laughs> uh, and it's said that every Christmas Eve, yeah, the, this 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 spirit shows up. And uh, it, it would be spooky. Like, I've heard about the ghost train. There's supposed to be one in Toronto, but there's ghost trains everywhere, which is a weird imprint. But also seeing a horse and carriage. It is said that, yeah, obviously every Christmas he comes. And uh, I think the carriage is a very creepy aspect. Just seeing something pull up is uh, is spooky. And it's said that every Christmas... Uh, he they sh- he shows up, you know, with his missing head, and he's uh, he's wandering around the grounds. The coach, the coach is supposedly completely silent. He draws closer, gets closer. You're watching, looking around. What, what's going on with this with this coach? <laughs> this coach supposedly completely silent. 
even as it draws closer to you and it will vanish just before reaching the hall at the point of where supposedly this person is trying to take a taxi to. The whole thing is to be reenacted the following Christmas Eve. These are residual hauntings, all of these. All these are residual. They're just imprints of time of a, a, a strange part of history that like was so tragic that it just imprinted itself in that timeline and somehow people see it in our dimension at this time. It would, it would be pretty badass if like there were ever any reports of Christmas poltergeist activity, like intelligent hauntings that are just like, I fucking want my presents or I hate this time of year. I'm Jewish. Ima- you know, yeah. something no, different. imagine like, <laughs> okay, imagine just to just bring yourselves there. You're having a real nice quaint Christmas. It's holiday time. You know, you're, you know, super Christian. You have your Christmas tree. You have your little Jesus display. You have all the nice fixings of a, fantastic christian christmas you're and, super christian and you have all the trappings of a pagan holiday yeah you know do yet, it right but you have a jewish ghost and all you hear is like just voice you shine where's your goddamn menorah dreidel dreidel i play it's, with my dreidel i don't know how, how's the, that song go dreidel, dreidel, na, 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 na. Dreidel, watch dreidel, south park and learn it like the rest of us na, na, na. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, imagine you're, my, you know, imagine you are super Christian or religious or Catholic and you have a Jewish ghost. So it's just like all of a sudden a menorah appears and the candles are lit and you're like, dun, dun, dun. That's fucking strange. <laughs> we, we were, we were laying in, awake in bed, uh, getting ready to fall asleep after saying our prayers. And, and very faintly from each room, all we heard was, nothing scarier than uh, a jewish ghost this curly cues and he's doing the fucking uh is that the dance do they is that i thought it was the russian dance but don't jewish people do some so some, that's some the thing that's, that goes into jewish history that's it's it's interlocked but yes yes so jewish like that's the thing okay jewish people don't have a fucking homeland that's the whole thing is they were a nomadic culture yeah. throughout most of history which is why they're a very easy scapegoat because when you go from town to town and something yeah. bad happens in one of the towns, they tend to blame the new They're people. They're demons. Like I, I, one of my favorite uh, rappers, um, rappers are two Jewish guys. Necro and Ill Bill are both completely Jewish. I think you would like Necro. Uh, I thought you were going to say Matsuyasha. No. Uh, you know who Necro is? You don't know who Necro is? I, I wear a shirt all the time. semi-familiar with I, Necro. Did you ever listen to the Mr. Hyde episode where I interviewed Mr. Mm-hmm. Hyde? Uh, he's part of Necro's gang, essentially. He, I'm, I told him I want to uh, get Mr. Hyde back on, actually, so shout that out. Um, yeah, Mr. He, Hyde, come on the show! He's fucking dope. Uh, we could all do an interview eventually with him. He's uh, a lot of fun. Really into horror movies. And his music, along with Necro's music, taught me about horror movies, right? So it is funny. Maybe that, have him on for some of our reviews, the Patreon yes, shit, something special. Yes. Get your asses over there. It will be, uh, and I've talked to Necro, but he's always like, I'm so busy, like, and I know he is, uh, but he, I want to get him on the show. But I have talked to him, so it's kind of cool. And he's someone I listened to since I was like 14. He kind of corrupted my mind with his music, and I, that's why I think you would like it. It's, he's known as the most brutal rapper on earth, but he's Jewish. And so was one of my favorite rappers, his brother, Ill Bill. And, and they he even has songs about being like in one song is called Tough Jew. It's all about him be, like, you know, Jewish people can be super tough and not give two shits and they'll knock your fucking teeth out. And there's gangs of like Jewish gangs essentially that don't give two shits and they're like crazy and they don't yeah. care. And that's what I think, you know, that's why all these like, you know, that's it, the culture interests me. 
Um, but also it's people see them in ill. That's what my point was that ill bill has a line where he's like, um, some about how they thought you would, they would, t- the Jewish people would take off their caps and they would reveal horns, which is a real, isn't that a real theory? Like that people thought that at one time. <laughs> it, it's like all the old caricatures yeah. of Judaism and stuff. Yeah. It's, you know, it's funny as I, uh, the local library had a sale. I talked about this a while ago where they were getting rid of a bunch of books and I found a book called the faces of the enemy. And it's just a book of old propaganda paintings. That's awesome. It's pretty dope. Yeah. We'll have to use it. uh, Awesome. On an episode at some point where it's it's hard to find um, books like that. You have to go like not chapters or it was a quarter. It was the library selling off all their old shit. And it was a super old book that nobody had any interest in. I was like, yeah, of course I go right to the art book sections. Cause yeah. So who is this headless horse coach? This coach, this coach, who's, who's the headless coach driver? Who is this man? Who do you know? I don't know. He's supposed to Craig T. Nelson. Yeah. Who the fuck is that? The guy that played coach on the series coach. Oh, I don't know that. That's a a 30 year old reference for you. Weird reference. He's the dad from poltergeist. (laughs) Oh, okay. I understand. So who is this headless coach driver? He supposedly maybe. Um, and why does he appear? We don't really like this guy. Who is he? Who's this guy? Okay. And, uh, why does he show up on Christmas? eh? And, uh, what are you doing showing up on Christmas? (laughs) eh? So he, uh, upon Christmas Eve pulls up in the carriage. Uh, by these demonic black horses and you know it's anyone's guess who this guy could be but people are seeing it and this has become a very uh, a very famous piece of scary paranormal lore in the area uh and nobody seems to know who this who this guy is and it's interesting in all the cases that we've talked about with the hauntings for whatever reason this one seems to be tied like to christmas specifically no matter what okay and why why shouldn't it be? Are there any other of them that are real or just spooky myths and legends? If these stories and others like them are very real, they could be an indication of the phenomenon known as residual hauntings. This brand of haunting is characterized by phantoms and you know people in other dimensions or ghosts or whatever that seem to be acting out a particular set of sequences. Always the same with none of the entities seeming to realize or even being watched, nor displaying any independent thought outside of what tasks they're being carried out, these eternal tasks, because that's what residual hauntings are interesting, because essentially they're just repeating the same things, like they, they're at Gettysburg. They're supposedly, you can hear the on uh, certain dates of when the war took place, you can hear cannons going off. And, you know, um, Civil War hauntings, well, I have a whole, just wait, I got, I got a, that's coming out soon too. That'll Gettysburg be, is a fucking sobering yeah, place. It's, like, I would love to go there. Um, and we have a whole Civil War haunting episode. So fuck anyone that's trying to take our ideas. We're doing it. It's going to be better than you. And we're talking, it's going to be in th- th- that whole idea of residual energy of the things that just sit and they're permanent inside this place. Mm-hmm. It's strange. Oh, it's supposed to be like, so that's just one of the theories though. It's supposed to be like, they are trapped in this loop yeah. of something that they either did in a very commonplace way as when they were alive, or it's like the way that they died that they're stuck in. Yes. It's something well, that keeps man. them trapped. They don't in, even notice stuck. you. They don't, they just like keep loading their cannons and fucking, they don't, they don't even notice that you're there, man. 
don't know. Right. It, it's almost just like like an imprint or like a picture or just like a, a piece uh, yeah. of film that just keeps playing itself over and over. It is. And these events can be witnessed almost on a continual loop at these times. And yeah. it's speculated that we're actually seeing in, in these cases, not actually ghosts as we may think of them, but rather memories somehow imprinted upon a place, an image etched into film. Exactly how you put it. Well, it could be like the whole Carl Jung collective unconscious thing as it's just a part of ourselves and we are a part yeah. of that. And it's, you know, the whole, um, you know, even I saw Chelsea today, I was like, you know, there's because she is never going to be on board with the reptilian shit. Um, I just find it interesting and it makes sense and it connects dots that I can't fill. Okay. There's a lot of shit that David Icke says that you're like, wow, yeah, no, spot on where it's like talking about the surveillance state and talking about this and talking about that. But then, as I'm sure you're well aware of, there's a point where you're just like, you are fucking making this shit up. And if he if he's not, he like the thing is, what I take from it, right? Why I do have an inkling that's a word to go towards the reptilian aspect of it is because of the snake eating its own tail, the uh, Boris or whatever the, the Ouroboros, the Ouroboros, yes. and then you have uh, Egyptian culture um, having the crocodile that eats you in the afterlife, and then you have. Um, the ancient um, South African tribes that saw snake people, and then you have the Chinese that worship dragons. Naga. You have Chinese North that worship, Am- like yeah. Well, the, the the Naga people from South American lore. Yeah, and you, then you have the Chinese that worship dragons. They have festivals where they dress up as dragons. You have the dragons fighting the knights. All these things is why. And David Icke talks about this, which makes sense. But also, there's Corey Good, whatever. There's Will, um, um, David Wilcock, um, and there's like George Calavisius. All these alien contactees that supposedly they might even be called that, but that's the name we put on them because they're reptilian esque beings. Right, and I know we've talked about this before, but the whole reptilian dragon snake shit is what's known as Chaos Kampf, yeah. which is supposed to be one of the oldest memories mankind possesses. Because, it, what is your definition of evil? Like, what is uh, someone who harms for the simple joy of Harming, causing harm, yeah. right? Yeah. So, if you are a nomadic, prehistoric tribe of homo sapiens or what have you or whatever yeah, species I know, was around that the time snakes. and you're just walking yeah. and your buddy gets bit by a snake that snake isn't eating him yeah. the snake's just like hey fuck you bites him and then he dies fucking 10 and minutes that's later. why they put these symbolisms into like hieroglyphs and um pictogryphs and all that stuff and which is very much the occam's razor answer to the reptilian question yeah. which is why i'm like ah I know. Yeah, maybe, but but I'm, at the same time too, like yeah. other things coincide as well. Like the secret entrances to Hollow Earth are Antarctica and South America, correct? Yes, and supposedly within Toronto. I had a buddy we that keep was, finding I, I These, older civilizations. Yeah. Like as as we keep going and archaeology starts becoming what you know more fleshed out, we keep finding older civilizations. So it's entirely possible that a creature such as, you know, dinosaurs that were yeah. around for millions upon millions of years, like humanity, like dinosaurs have been around this long and humanity's been around this long. Yeah. So it's entirely possible that I some know. sort of weird cross evolution would have taken place and where that's would you go thing. because... This whole thing about like how... Go into the warm earth because you're a fucking reptile. That's the whole thing about how um, you know, if on another planet in a civilization that uh, essentially reptilians could exist because if the Big Bang didn't happen, which supposedly the reptilians caused themselves and it was actually a nuclear uh, explosion, not um, not a Big Bang, uh, the meteorite hitting the dinosaurs. 
That's oh, a okay. Fluke. I was really confused. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I know. I was like, sorry. The the meteorite hitting the dinosaurs is essentially a fluke in history, and that if the they would have kept going, I've said this before many times, right? That they would have evolved into some humanoid type of creature, and that on some other planet in some other dimension. This is quite possible this happened because my belief is that our, we were created by simian ancestors, that our DNA got manipulated and modified essentially to create humans for maybe mining gold amongst other things. But if this can happen here, it can mm-hmm. happen somewhere else in evolutionary stages. Well, um, of course. That's why the yeah. idea that we're alone in the universe is absurd. Yeah, it's the one I, I and I believe this to my core is the one of the most ignorant things you can ever think is that we're alone. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's you know, and that's depressing as fuck too. This is it. This is all there is. Like no, no fuck that. Fuck that. And Beast thirteen thirty three love uh, him also as a hip hop artist, and he talks about that. He's like you know, or it just goes in. Uh, it goes pitch black, and there's nothing that can switch that. But he's like, he's like that would never happen. We feel it inside and shit like that. Like he talks about how we feel this energy, and that energy doesn't die, and how you it could just be all nothing. Everything I could say, I could die, and it could be nothing. Uh, but there's too many things, and that's why I'm more to lean towards of that the belief that these entities do exist. Especially, um, Chelsea he said I need to stop talking about it. But the the shadow people, what I saw felt extremely real, and I was sober, and I saw things. Right, so yeah, it's possible. I don't know till you get well. Shadow people are a thing that have existed in a lot of all cultures dimensions exist that the, 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 at least the dimension dimensionally ghosts can correspond there could be people yeah, that it are could very left well be here. yeah it could be could be like a pan-dimensional type thing there's someone who's get left here somehow they the, the whole the whole theory talking about ghosts and stuff in christmas now this would make sense is how they kind of they sit in this area they don't even know that they're dead I've heard mm-hmm. like psychic uh, psychics talk about this too, where they these people that die and they don't and in, in very quick ways and they mm-hmm. don't know that they're fucking dead. They don't. Well, know that's why that they say dead. like violent like, deaths cause it like that yes, because they don't know that they're dead because they just experience this like crazy trauma and then all of a sudden they're they kind of wake up. And they're into this alternate dimension that maybe like what I've heard from my research is that it looks like Earth, but it's a lot darker. It's just a darker form, like how dreams are. Because there's so no like light. in um, what was it? Insidious? How like when they're walking through the nethers or what yes, have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, honestly, I I like that film. The fact that they the demon creature they like see is similar, not like looking like Darth Maul, but the, the shadowy <laughs> figure looks similar to what I saw when I saw Shadow People. But also. Yeah. It is that idea, which is strange. They showed a very good aspect in those movies of what it would be like to travel in the astral world, where it's very dark. And that's what I've heard. There is there is a lot of people that have documented having astral projections and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So that is extremely interesting to me, that whole side of ghost phenomenon. And I, my dad, when I was 19, 20, he, like, he bought me a, for my birthday a, a paranormal ghost kit. That's awesome. And it has like the uh, laser beam that if it breaks the shadow, um, you know something's there. It had a mm-hmm. uh, uh, very sensitive recorder. It had the ghost box, which I really wanted. And Hell yeah. uh, if I could put the batteries in, we got to use it on an episode. But uh, Chelsea didn't want me to do it at the old house. This house is even older. So I'm like, maybe, nice. maybe I'll just like, because you can, it tunes into radio frequencies, right? Scans yeah. them really fast and you can hear things talk. And I know for a fact I heard it say my name twice in the same voice. Is that Thomas? Twice, exactly like that. Thomas, like a female voice, twice in a row. 
Man, we got to figure out a way to get this fucking border open for you and get your ass over here so we can go on ghost hunts. I would love to fucking one of my favorite. I would love to. I'll do show that. you the spots. Film it and yeah, make, we'll make our own ghost. Go- yeah, we'll make our own fucking ghost hunting. It's well, Juan already said he would. Uh, he would travel up. That's awesome. And you know, worst case, we could always plans in the works. Uh, if the you know communist regime doesn't take over, uh, uh, just say yeah. Once once fascism decides to chill the fuck out. Yeah, I know. Bit. So why are these occurring? Maybe this could be extreme emotions or trauma kind of seeping through the very fabric of this place. And somehow kind of these events are formed into reality. Possibly, you know, um, this, this design structure in these, the things that happen within these dimensions and surrounding landscapes, it's an imprint. And there's no, of course, there's no evidence uh, of, of this, but people see this. And this can be, in fact, possible when it comes to reality and even the things that quantum physics talks about or Albert Einstein in general, how these layers of dimensions can correspond with each other at the same time and mm-hmm. it's just it would make sense that it could happen on christmas eve yeah so i mean that t- is the let's talk that is the old uh saturnalia date yeah oh yeah saturnalia was very interesting i didn't know much about it till me and juan talked about it and made a lot of a lot of sense and um let's go uh i really maybe i'll just i'll right here we're gonna Why'd you make it Chinese? <laughs> son of a bitch. Every time I go to Chinese, it's Hava de Gila. Hava Gila. I got my nope. curly. Man, they're angry people. You ever go to Israel? They're fucking. I've seen. Very- I have no reason to go to fucking Israel. I have no reason to go to the Middle East. Period. Now, part of me very much wants to read this in my David Berkowitz voice. Just do it, or my Woody no, Allen. Woody voice. Allen. Woody Allen. This this next story is entitled "Go Go to the Light." <laughs> Roberta especially liked one story told to her by her grandmother Simpson. Her, her, her name was Marge Simpson. She had big blue hair and she, you know, made gefilte. You know, she had learned it from her sister, Barbara Jane, who learned the story while visiting relatives in South Central Kentucky. I didn't know they let Jewish people in Kentucky. Yeah, I know. That's what I was going to say. The, the story goes this way. A Jewish lady, one of the few Jewish people who lived in that neighborhood, and she was so wonderful, everything, you know, she she would come over whenever you was feeling sick and bring you matzo bowl soup, and it's just, it, you know, I loved her. She's fantastic. A Jewish lady, one of the few Jewish people who lived in that neighborhood, said that the reason for the Hanukkah lights was not to illuminate the inside of the house, but rather to live and have the lights show outside so that anyone going by the house could see the light and be reminded of the miracle of the holiday. It's, yeah, it's important to remember. Thomas, do you remember? <laughs> do you, rem- do you, you remember, remember the miracle of the holiday? What is the miracle of Hanukkah anyway? Well, there wasn't enough oil, Thomas. There wasn't. Yeah. There wasn't enough oil it's to like- last for the whole time. And, and the God, our wonderful creator, he made that oil last. And it was during the time idea? of great Tell me, don't, oppression. Uh, okay, just step out of Woody Allen's brain. <laughs> um, what is the idea of Hanukkah? I, I, I haven't watched Adam Sandler's movie in a while. Um, so I, I, yeah, I, Hanukkah is when I'm this guy Davy loses his parents in a car crash. I understand that movie. All right, I understand that. No, but what is Hanukkah about? Um, so it was during a time I can't remember which Roman. 
which Roman emperor was ruling the show. I want to say it was Nero, but I'm not sure. Sounds Might have been before that. Um, but basically, like, yeah, they were they were doing their, their celebration to keep the lamp burning, and they didn't have uh, enough oil, and the oil no, was why? always no, supposed to last for, like... Oil? Yeah, the oil was they're a little, little burning oil, boys like combustible it. oil yeah, they're basing for the menorah. Little, yeah, they're basing little boys in it and using it as lube. And then they're, like, you know, sliding off a lighter and fucking flicking it at them. Because you know what? There was no, uh, nobody cared. Go back to our Malefus Maleficarium episode yeah. to listen about how witchcraft, you know, which was another anti-Semitic thing that was pretty yes. heavily involved. All right, finish uh, the story know, without, the Woody, without Woody Allen. You know what I realized? Um, Woody Allen, because uh, I listened to this uh, radio station from Hamilton. You'll know where Hammertown is. Um, I know where Hamilton is, yeah. Yeah, uh, and it, they do. They play nothing but stand-up comedy, and they even say, for viewers that find this offensive, this is not in our standpoint. This is the standpoint of the comedians. Blah, blah, blah. And I realized uh, Woody Allen is horrible. Every time I hear him, Makes me think about the documentary I watched how he fucked his own daughter, Dylan, um, or Mia Farrow's daughter. And it also reminds me that his jokes are fucking horrible and he's a weird pedo. And then also, Steve Martin's stand-up is not fucking funny. I'm sorry, my dad loves Steve Martin. I like Steve Martin in movies. Love Steve Mm -hmm. Martin movies. His stand-up is stupid and boring. Yeah, The Jerk is one of the funniest movies I've ever seen in my life. I love Jerk. I love The Jerk. Awful, horrible. My dad and Woody read this Allen book is also and just generally terrible. It's as just well. like it's not good. It's these weird off the cuff jokes that are not really have. They don't have any punchline. It's just stupid stories. Like fucking Steve Martin has this joke about his sister was named like Boobop and I was named Googorp, and it's just like it's just like what are you talking about? This is not even. It's funny. meant to be silly in the same way that Jim Carrey's stand up is not funny. Oh fuck! I will beg to differ. Oh, I do not. Jim Carrey's stand up is. Unfunny. His, his sketch unf- comedy is when great. he's doing the fucking arm shit and like breaking his arm behind his back, and he's doing these stupid the Nantuck the Nantuck joke that we discussed earlier. I think is fucking hilarious because he's making fun of Canada and everyone thinks they were fucking Eskimos. Well, he is a Canadian too, so yeah. he's allowed to do he's that. From but. Hamilton, I'm pretty sure. All right, do you want me to finish this? Or yes, do you want do you want Woody to finish it? Yeah, let's let's get uh, let's, let's let like Woody finish it. It's one added that Steve Martin's stand up is horrible. That was an important concept in this story. In 1939, a Jewish man left Poland with his eldest daughter and her husband. They could speak a little English, so they planned to find work in the United States and earn enough to bring over the old man's wife and son. They arrived in New York on August 23rd. It was a, it was a sweltering day. The heat was unbearable. It was unbearable, Thomas. One week later, Poland fell to the Germans. Damn those Germans. <laughs> And the man's wife, son, and everybody else they left behind were lost to them forever. Not, not because of the Holocaust, but they made a wrong turn and they just found a nice little a nice little spot in England and they just lived there. They were done with him. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to walk anywhere. They arrived in New York on August 23rd. Uh, America had, had been a land of promise, but the old man and his daughter and son-in-law were unable to get work in New York. The family then soon moved to Kentucky and managed to claim a small farm. They worked hard and eked out a living. Every year, they celebrated Hanukkah proudly because they did not have to do so in secret in their new country. Could you believe that? The land of opportunity provided them with actual religious freedom. Oh, my God. As the years passed, the old man became ill and frail. He spent most of the time in his bedroom on the second floor in the front of the house. His daughter moved the menorah to her father's room so he could light the candles in the window. 
she firmly believed in the miracle of the light. You know, the miracle of the light is is when that you light you light a menorah and the room's not dark anymore. Is, now it's illuminated. Does Hawk have anything to do with Jesus? No. It doesn't at all? No. Huh. You know what? Christians and Catholics love that man. Yeah, they really do. I don't understand why. The light was shown <laughs> for those passing by through all those years. At last, the old man died, and he left him a substantial inheritance. It was pretty nice. You know, covered the funeral cost a little bit. We got a good deal on the, the flowers, but that, that's another story. I'll yank you off about that another time. His daughter and son-in-law sold the farm, and they moved away. The new owner did not want to live in the old house, so he tore it down, and he built a one-story house in the same location. It's not very cost-effective, Tom. It's not. Life went on, and eventually... He One year, winter came early, and it was a hard one. It was a very hard winter. The new owner was coming home from town one night when a regular snowstorm turned into a blizzard. It was just fishing all over the place, and he couldn't see two feet in front of his eyes. And he was, he was just so fixed about it. He just he didn't, you know. He wasn't too far from home, thankfully, but the visibility was only about two feet. So he knew he could wander in circles and freeze to death. He's going to catch his death of cold. Luckily, he had a good jacket. He did not know it was Hanukkah, but he stopped, closed his eyes, and prayed for a miracle. When he opened his eyes, the snow had lessened. He could see the lights flickering through the snow, and he walked toward them. They led him to his home. Something just kept telling him in his mind to go to the light. It was strange, he said later. The lights were just above my house, like there was strange. a second floor. They kept on shining until I was safely inside, just like the miracle I needed. It was like they burned just long enough to fill my need, and then they were gone. He had seen through a time warp into the past, where the old man lit the candles in his second floor room to spread the light on Hanukkah. And then the old man said... I, I got some work around the house that you can. I need you to do. Uh, when you put this over here, it didn't look as good. And I can't pay you. I can't. But I have a lovely chair, and, and I baked a pie, and you're welcome to either or. But I really need some strong Gentile <laughs> to move these things around for me. Gentile is essentially anyone that's not Jewish, right? Yes. That's you. So and it, this is a story about someone who was in the snow. He, for some reason, ventured out into the snow and he saw some lights above his house and traveled back to his house because the lights showed him the way through the blizzard. And um, it sounds like... Uh, Eight lights, to be specific. Sounds like a UFO. Do, 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 do. They wanted him to, uh, to make his way home. So they sent the UFOs. It does sound like he... Because he obviously says that... Uh, the religious spirit showed him the way back to his home, but more or less, there's probably like, you know what? These, the, you, you know, the the Greys remember he bored one day, and they're like, you know what? This guy, I feel bad. He's in his long johns out in the middle of the snow. He has no idea where he is, and it's like, let's just let's give him a little hint. It's like he sees the lights and he walks three steps, and he's back at his house. He's like, oh, damn it. I was a lot closer than I thought. <laughs> All of a sudden, he was like, wow, man, I must be fucking stupid. That story did fulfill one of our wishes for this episode, though. We got our example of an intelligent haunting. Yeah, because the thing did direct him. 
Other if, than resi- if it was directing him, yes. Unless it was just a residual haunting that occurred all the time, but it's just who? Why is there a residual menorah hanging out above someone's house? Because it was a pattern that the man repeated over and over in his life, and it was very right. strongly tied to him in his emotional state. It's very strange, and Christmas is a strange time. And like you know, if these are urban legends or myths or whatever cases they may be around this holiday season, it does add an ominous layer of the image of Christmas, supposedly solely based on seasonal joy and happiness. Meanwhile, around this time, more people commit suicide. Uh, to bring it into the episode coming next is Christmas crimes. Christmas crimes, bro. People commit suicide more often in Christmas. People commit more suicide uh, around the time of Christmas. People are more depressed. Uh, there's the whole like blues. You have to take vitamin D because you're not getting sun, which all those people that are depressed around this time, which I know is depressing. That's it, what that light's for. Yes. Again, yes. You're, uh, you're, what is it? What is it called? It's actually work. circadian light. A circadian light. It's actually That's- work. Can I get it on Amazon? Dude, it works amazing. Like, it's like if so, working second shift, I come home and it's already dark, and I'm like, oh man, I'm tired, even though you know I I've been awake the appropriate amount of time. Awake. I kick that thing on, I point it that way, and I'm still going. Yeah, you know, it gets dark at like five p.m. I was actually like, because this. you mentioned that I was actually uh, looking at getting one because like I get up uh, at six a.m. when I'm working and mm-hmm. it's dark. I hate and I hate. Yeah. I drive to work in the pitch dark. Especially where we live, uh, luckily Juan doesn't have this problem until uh, Japan blows your fucking little dick-shaped island up. Um, the trash can of the south. Yes, uh, Florida. Um, is that, you know, you experience winter the same way as we do, and it sucks. Mm-hmm. It's uh, very dark. You wake up, you drive to places where there's snow, where you can't barely see shit. It's slippery. If it's too slippery, I'm staying home and I'm having drinks. But yep. it's the idea that, you know, I, I'm a Canadian and I don't like winter and it does cause blues where it's just dark all the time it gets dark early and uh part of it's vitamin d but also like this idea of its joy and happiness you have to spend a lot of your money to essentially just follow along with this narrative of consumer uh, consumerism and spend money on this holiday yes it's it's good to give back um and i like christmas for that aspect it's it's fun i'm always like you don't have to give me shit because i'll buy it for myself if i want it mm-hmm. uh but it is a consumer holiday, and I do like seeing my family. That's the most important thing. That it's just a holiday where people can come and visit their family. But the thing is, people use it as that. But it should be you should spend more time with your family all year round rather than just the specific holiday. A lot of people just do it based on that. So, like, well, I got Thanksgiving and then Christmas. I could see my family, and then I'm good for a year. But also, if you hate your family, it makes sense. Yes, for sure. Yeah, get it. I got it. What do you think about the holiday season? We're getting really close to the holiday special, so. Um, I'm not, like, Christmas crazy. I, you know, I've I've always been much more of a fan of gay Christmas, which is Halloween, for those that don't know. It's not gay. Fuck off. Fuck you. It's scary. It's scary Christmas. It's gay Christmas, you bitch. Why is it gay? I don't know. It's a Will and Grace joke. Mom loved that show. That show was so good. I She'll be on the podcast one day. We'll have to do uh, me and you. We'll have after to she's it. on Juan's podcast. It's fuck that. No, it's not happening. <laughs> she's going on a Patreon episode with me called Mom and Sons or some uh, Mom and Son. Uh, and yeah, my brother will never appear on the podcast. But if he wants to jump on, I'll get him on with an episode with my mom. But um, I'm afraid it will dive into some really bad shit because Probably I will. just <laughs> argued with her over the phone about how I think because she was mad that people 
she's like, you know, I understand your concerns about the way that the world is going and what's happening. Um, she's like, it's crazy on both sides. And she's like, there is people protesting the vaccine centers because, and they're telling the children that are going to get the vaccine that their parents are murderers. And I was like, oh, well, I don't know. It might be. Like, they might be doing something. They yeah, but you be can't there. be telling people's kids something that's alleged. You, neither yeah, neither, man, one of, neither oh. side has evidence to support them that is solid. My, okay. You don't fuck you with have the, the psychology you have of children. The, you have the evidence alone that children have not died from this. Whatever, I don't even believe any child has died from uh, COVID. My opinion, I don't believe it. I think that maybe one or two or maybe five out of the fucking billions yeah, of people. You just stated that it's your opinion. Yes, but and also like, from the research that I've done, it is what 99.9% if you're fucking under the age of 20, and then it gets like 99.98%, and then when you're 30, it's like 99.97%, and that's statistically speaking of it's just a flu virus that kills more or less people over the age of 60, and now they're like, all right, well, this this shot has caused people, and I don't give regard it, but it has caused, I know a chick that went in a wheelchair. And had a stroke. There's people that had strokes, heart conditions. Children have myocarditis. This, uh, this is happening for real. And for you to just be like, it's good. You know, my child's strong. He can do it. You know what? And there's that picture of this mom holding her child while it's crying. And she's like, like, and it's just like, what the fuck is happening? And I said to my mom, I was like, man, when this first started, I heard about they're going after children to get this. I said that I was convinced that if the government told you to beat your child, that uh, because for the better good of humanity, there would be a lot of people and a lot of children with black eyes. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. That's all I got for that. All That's right, it. you can't you can't speak on that. You don't want to? Are you scared? I, well, I, it's not even that. It's, I'm not disagreeing with anything that you are saying. What I'm saying is that. The child has no fucking say over what they're doing. Your aim should Did not. Did you hear be to what convince- Trudeau said though? Did no, but here, let me finish my thought. Okay. Your child should not be the child should not be your aim for conversion. The parents should be your aim for conversion. So anyone walking up to children yeah, being I like, agree. you're going to get the death <laughs> shot. All you're doing is psychologically torturing that poor fucking I child. Know, and I my mom's like, that's was terrible. Angry, my mom's on the that. side of freedom. She is. And, uh, but and I, if you're going to do that, at least just be like, I, I want to go fuck with this kid. <laughs> like, like, be honest with yourself. Is, like, I'm going to take this kid shit his pants. I know. And it is scary. Uh, but, but that, that just the whole idea that nobody, uh, really, really knows. But uh, that it's just it's so much push propaganda. Oh, I was gonna talk about Trudeau. Trudeau had a video come out. I'm gonna I might make a video making fun of what he's saying and essentially questioning it uh, because it's uh, I should because I'm trying to speak as much as and often as I can. But Trudeau had a fucking video come out where he's like, "I know you're excited to get your shot," and he's talking to fucking four year olds and he's saying, "You know what? Like you can get it when you're five, but now we can actually book you an appointment before you're five, before your birthday hits." I know you're really excited to get this, so you know, make sure you book your appointment. And then it, it was from Garth Ike. David Ike's son, this is who oh posted the video, and it, I didn't see this before he posted it, and I was like, shit, man. And it's like, tell me you're a psychopath without telling me you're a psychopath. Oh, that's the one that you see? Yeah, I was going to watch like, that. It's like, man, it's, watch it. It's like mind-blowing that he thinks like this. Not, I don't Dude. give a shit if you got it or not, but you're, when it's children and you're being like, you can book an appointment. It's like, so now if kids of four, before they're five, can book an appointment with a doctor. Like, what is happening? What is happening in the world? 
dude, that's the same energy of, hey, I know you're not 18 right now, but you're 16. And if you get your parents permission, you can sign this form that when you turn 18, you legally belong to the U.S. government. Now oh, you can yes. go to war. Now you can go to the army. It's like, yeah, I know 100%. you're 16. And the only thing you think about is where can I put my dick right now? <laughs> yeah, 100%. And that's what I was like, man, I've actually video like I've seen him say some crazy shit when he's like, you know how to deal with tyranny? Not a deal with tyranny. We have an election. And it's like you're admitting that people are admitting that you're a tyrannical leader and you're like, you know how to deal with that, right? We have an election. I know I rigged it partly and we only <laughs> take votes from Toronto and Quebec, I'm, but that's good. <laughs> the motherfucker said the words, you know how to deal with tyranny? Mm-hmm. You have an election? Yes. Have you ever seen that that's video? That's the of Orwellian me? level doublespeak. Did you under, watch that video of me on the original Strange Brew podcast? It's on all pages, uh, but you gotta go down. But you go to the original Strange Brew pod on TikTok. Um, yeah, but one of my top videos I tagged it in because it's fucked. And I was like, wow, man, if you don't have any proof that this guy's a fucking dictator, he's like, you know what Bro, I'm doing? That's beyond fucked. He said some shit. It's like, he says some shit. It's like, man, and everyone admits that right, he's a spoon fed rich kid that has no idea what's like the struggle. But the thing is, he's an aristocrat. Like whether we want to admit it or not, there are entire classes of aristocrats still that exist in most of Western society. Thank you to everyone that tuned in on the Twitch. We have three people watching right now. So hell whatever. yeah, we love uh, you all. I appreciate that because we're just trying to build this up. If we went on YouTube too, we probably have a bunch of people. But we're just trying to build up the Twitch by streaming certain episodes to the Twitch uh, before they even get released. This won't get released until mm-hmm. next week. So yeah, sneak preview, exactly. Um, so I appreciate all you guys. So. That was crazy. Like this ghost residual energy, uh, residual energy around Christmas does make sense to me. Uh, these make sense. It's a deeply emotional time, and you think it that is, the veil is thinner, is, and people is. are more open to more like like it, there's a lot more to use the parlance of our time. There's a lot more woo woo in the air around the holiday well, season. And you have to like Halloween just happened, right? Mm-hmm. Just had Halloween well, like a month and a half ago. Yeah, yeah, and that's the veil lifting from the light to the darkness, and you know going between uh the living and the dead and the seasons dying and then you have christmas uh which is about giving before that it was based on paganism um and well it's an, it's an amalgamation of yes, a whole bunch of different is. paganisms like which is what catholicism did best it took every you know section of paganism that it conquered yeah. and it was like we're going to take a little bit of this we're going to take a little bit of this and we're going to take gonna a little bit of this and we're going to bring it here yeah. so y'all keep going to the places you were going but now you're worshiping our god exactly and this is that's how they actually i want to get into a whole episode about paganism because that's how they essentially flipped it on its head Smoking that bowl up at the end of this shit. Are you where? So you're going out to a, see a concert, eh? Yeah, I'm going to rock down to Electric Avenue, and then we'll take it higher. Is it actually bar? It's like it's called Electric Avenue. Yeah, and uh, it's on the jukebox. But if you play it, they will just kill the song. Going to that 1920s <laughs> party, uh, especially in Canada, um, it felt really good. It was the first time I was out and hung around people drinking, no masks, all dressed up. There was probably about uh, like don't 25, get me started, dude, this. 30 of us. And we, you don't have it the way – you could still go to bars. I can't go anywhere. I can't do anything unless Erie I, County just put in mask mandates. So now we have to wear masks in the fucking bar. So stupid. How are you supposed to drink? What's the point? It's like every time. Like, it's what I was just thinking too. Where I'm like, man, I'm just going to get really fucking high before I go because – and it's but getting, my, and, my friends are playing, oh, and I always love going out and seeing my my. No, it sounds fun, so. and it makes me jealous that I want to come do that with you. Uh, but it's just the whole come down to come down to Buffalo. Tom, we'll have a good time. Can't. I won't be. I will be allowed to leave 
because the Americans will let me in, but I won't be able to come back in. And that's what my worry is. They'll be like, no, sorry, <laughs> you're stuck. Bud. Well, you got to find a way to do it. Not legally. All this like I'll get uh, I'll get uh, shout out to the episode coming up uh, the new year, but I'll get my uh, my spring heel jack uh, springs out and I'll fucking jump. Slap. I'll fucking jump over this border or we get you a small Cuban relief raft. Yeah, I know. Like the ones great. that the Cubans take to Miami. I'll end up in Florida. We'll hit up Juan. Juan will have to we'll pick see if, me up. Yeah, I was going to say, we'll, we'll hit up Juan and see if he can, uh, yeah, he'll have to you pick know. me up. I'll just, uh, just you, I'll use brown face and I'll draw a mustache on. Just remember, go to the other side of the Niagara yeah. River, Tom. Don't go to the one that seems <laughs> to be moving pretty steadily. For steadily and then all of a sudden, reason. I'll be the guy in the barrel that died. You're just like, no! I would actually you. like a shout out another go. I did. I don't have this written out. I have a lot of episodes written out ready to go, but uh, I would like to get into Niagara ghost stories too. Niagara Falls has a lot of ghost stories. I, that was one of the ones that I was going to, I was looking we could up. could go down uh, there when we were doing research. Yeah, let's do it. We could go. Oh, you know what we could do? Walk. They have a haunted if, walk too. If the, uh, if the border doesn't open, uh, or, you know, for you in time, you go to Clifton Hill and you go to one of the, uh, <laughs> we'll the coin thingies and I'll go to one of the other ones and we'll just be like, <laughs> hi buddy. That's like, hilarious. Just each other. You know how funny that would be? Dude, we do that and we film it. it and it's on Twitch. Yeah. Like that would be amazing. And <laughs> and it's I'll, like Tomcat and Nick on Beat in Person. <laughs> and I'll get, we'll, we'll both get laser pointers. I'll get one that says, I love you and he'll go over the, like, <laughs> oh my God. Yes. You know, the green ones. People are like, what is happening? I'm like, it's my best friend. He's in the States though. <laughs> my buddy's in Canada. My best friend's in Canada. We're just, we're, this, this is great. <laughs> all right. Well, we're just like these guys are fucking retarded. I know. Oh my god. We love all the fans. We love you guys. Um, I haven't said this in a while, but Matt, um, leave a review. Uh, that's the best way to do it. On I know we get a lot of listeners. You can't do it on Spotify. ITunes, five stars. Get us out yes. of the dumpsters. Get us into people's brain yes. nuggets. Five stars on more. iTunes. Five stars on Apple Podcasts. Leave a good review. Say why you enjoy us. Um, if you don't enjoy us. I don't know why you're listening, but don't leave a review because it makes no sense. If you enjoy us, leave us a good review. If you don't, you know what? All you do is just stop listening and you don't need to leave your opinion. It's fine. We're not for everybody. I'm going to, I'm going to put my, my strange brew email up out there. And if anybody has critiques that they want to send our way, you just email us. If it's something that we missed podcast at gmail.com, just fucking, you know, you, you can find us. And if you, we really miss something, I'm sorry, but we, purposely get drunk and stoned to uh do this podcast so yeah fuck off yeah it's, it's strange brew so if you're not here listening to a couple of fucking hose heads just you yes, know literally. get a little turnt and talk your ear off then you're at the wrong show buddy exactly well leave a rate uh rate review i'm not saying what i used to say but uh leave that there and uh get into it you know stay strange that's what we, we want you to do we want you to stay strange Follow and subscribe. Yes. Get on that Patreon, people. We're gonna have some uh, some movie reviews coming soon. It's bunch of other stuff down the pike. Some watch parties. And you know you know where to find me. HP Shovecraft on Instagram. Invader Daggett on Twitch. All right. Peace out, my sixty seconds. Soon.